Hi, welcome to episode six of the Happy Raccoon podcast. My name is Mason. If this is your first time here, welcome. If this is your second or more episode, welcome back. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Uh, This episode's a good one. I have my friend Ben Ely on the podcast. He shares a lot of uh, his struggles and victories throughout 2020. He opens his heart a lot to sort of what he's been going through. Um, and uh, he also shares uh, some interesting things about his past as well, um, touring in a band that was alumni of his school. Uh, ben is an awesome guy. I really enjoyed having him over. Um, he's a survivor enthusiast like myself. He's a fantastic guy to get to know. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and uh, again, if you want to learn more about why we podcast um, or learn more about um, this podcast in general, head to happyraccoon.net, again, dot, dot net. head to happyraccoon.net to learn more about why we podcast, uh, what we're up to, and what our end goal of this podcast is. However, if you're uh, just interested in listening to this one, thank you again so much for being here. Enjoy this episode, and I look forward to seeing you guys next time. <laughs> Almost three years. It's almost been three years since I moved here. Three years. Yeah, we met at at basketball, I believe. Did. Yeah. What was your first impression of me at basketball? (laughs) I'm pretty bad at basketball, so. No, you're not that bad, especially considering, you know, the type of people we have coming to Montrose. Last (laughs) I checked, there was like some pretty decent talent. Uh, Yeah, there is. There's some good ones. There's definitely the few that just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I have like my moments of brilliance. Yes. And then I'd have like my moments of like I'll just show up and I'll just like airball like eight balls in one one night. And then I'm I'm I've always been in area every area of my life the most like streaky person ever. Like some days like when I play baseball I'm just like on it and then like some days I'm just in basketball. In life in general, I'm a pretty streaky sure. person. Sometimes I'm, I'm on it and sometimes I'm not, and that's okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. I just, I was like, wow, this guy's got some tattoos. I saw a survivor buff, and <laughs> that made me excited because I'm probably the only person in Susquehanna County who loves the show Survivor. Yeah. And I'm like, where'd this guy come from? Yeah. And, <laughs> and of course. You've probably never seen anyone show up to basketball on a survivor buff. No, that, yeah. was, that was a first. Right on. So let me, I have like a question for you, and I thought of this earlier, and I'm going to tease you for a little, a little uh, bit for it. Let's go. What, uh, it's going to start out like a softball question, but what is your favorite soda? I don't drink soda. Okay, that I, explains. I hope, I hope you knew that already, though. I, I didn't know that, but oh, it, it explains a lot. Here we go. <laughs> okay, because a couple years ago, before COVID struck the United States of America um, and the world, we had we, we used to have survivor party nights, and you would come. Yes. And and everyone kind of contributes in some sort of way. Well, you know, we normally make the snacks. One week, I asked you to bring a drink. Now, do you know? Do you know what you brought? I brought something. You brought. A I soda, actually did. I a brought two something. liter soda, and it was the worst soda I <laughs> ever had. Do you know? Do you know what you brought? Oh boy. What would we have? What would I have even brought? It's almost disrespectful that you don't know what you brought. I, Pepsi? I thought, no. I thought I figured I would have brought like Coke or Pepsi or something. No, I brought no. something worse. You brought something that was so off the wall, and something that like should not exist. You Did brought, everyone think it was weird? Like, I remember Rebecca and I laughing about it after <laughs> you left. <laughs> like, who even buys the soda? Let alone brings well, it to well, a party? Because well, you think the normal response would be. 
that when you bring a soda, you bring something super generic that everyone typically likes, like a Coke, a Pepsi, yeah, that... even Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew. What did I bring? You brought Cranberry Sprite Zero. <laughs> no, I didn't. Swear, you brought Cranberry Sprite Zero. Why? So it's like Diet Sprite with Cranberry, and it tasted <laughs> like the bad? back of a possum's tongue. <laughs> well, I can tell you I didn't drink it, but maybe my thought was, you know, it's cranberry. I like cranberry. Maybe. But <laughs> I was so, I, I, I thought maybe it was like a re-gift. Like you guys hosted someone and you brought that one and you guys just brought it with you. Because I was like, how in the world does one guy <laughs> who thinks I'm going to buy just one, a one, one. two-liter thing of soda to bring to a group gathering? We had like 10 people that would come survive around That's at that point. True. And you brought... Cranberry Sprite Zero. You know, if I had to guess, I would say it was definitely a re-gift, but man, two years. I could see me doing that maybe as a joke, like, well, I'm not going to drink this. Let's see what that one, and just grabbing off the wall and be like, hope they enjoy it. <laughs> it was, and we probably left it with you, didn't we? You did. Yeah. And it sat in the back of our fridge for <laughs> like six months, and then I pulled it back out, and then we laughed. I dumped it out through like, I think one person had like one cup of it. You should. I wish you kept it for me. I would have held on to it forever. That's I, the kind of stupid things I'll do. It was, it was certainly the weirdest soda wow. to bring, and we. That's I've. Crazy. I don't. I don't want to say that my opinion of you changed, but I always thought, like Benny Lee's the guy to bring the cranberry sprite zero to the party. <laughs> you know. I guess there are worse things that could be thought of me. Yeah, like there's like the guitar guy at a party who who always whips out the guitar. That's and, usually me. And plays a song and sometimes it makes everyone uncomfortable. Sometimes yeah. people enjoy it. And then there's the guy who brings yeah. the Cranberry Sprite Zero. And then there's the guy who does both of those things. <laughs> oh, and that's you. Oh, man, that is me. Wow, I'm the worst. You're not the worst. It's amazing it's I not, have friends. It's not the worst. <laughs> sometimes. You could have brought like celery. That would have been worse, I think. I that wouldn't surprise me either. Like a veggie. When people bring a veggie platter, it's like, why? I like veggie like, platters. I like, so you got like some ranch. Really? Yeah, like carrots and ranch. and Carrots. Carrots are good. But everything else on there, who wants to That's eat true. broccoli? That's true. Peppers. Like, I don't. Yeah, maybe, I like peppers. But know. yeah, broccoli, That that's a weird one. I like the little green pea, green bean pods or whatever. Yes, those yes. are okay. okay. A little crunchy you know if they're what? they're good. All right, veggie platters are they're better than Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> zero. Sprite's fine. It's cranberry Sprite zero. That's, cranberry. That, that's oh. a problem for me. Coke zero is really bad too. It I just it's just it just it's there's no it's just, it's really bad. It's just that's, bad. It's like Coke great. tea almost. That's great. It's pretty nasty, but um, yeah. But thanks for thanks again for for coming on. I'm excited to. Yeah. have you on here um you're a really fun guy and uh you know we you sang a lot more before the pandemic hit uh, survivor mm-hmm. nights got canceled cyber hasn't aired in like almost, almost a year almost a, more than a year i think winners at war man that was the last one yeah i i watched it religiously that's that's yeah. my show i can't help it i know you love that show i, I love that show why. too i've talked reality I think, tv yeah i think every episode thus far i've talked about reality tv and here we are again, reality mm-hmm. TV. Yep. yep, I love reality yeah. TV. Have, I, have you seen A Thousand Pound Sisters? I actually, after, I'm an avid listener of this podcast. I'll have Thank everyone you, know. <laughs> Always, man. I, I'll i stick on Thousand Pound Sisters so I don't rabbit trail. But yeah, after I heard it and I heard the, what did, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said to her. The one uh, you quoted, it was. Uh, Travi and Matt. Travi and 
I went and watched the video because I'm like, this uh-huh. has got to be on YouTube. And there was oh, there's yeah. a short clip, and it's the expression on her face that gets me. Like yeah. the seriousness of trapping a mass. I know. <laughs> it's like you're kidding, right? It's rough. It's <laughs> it's hard to watch, but it's so entertaining. It, yeah, they, she just had her baby. Um, she had a baby. Amy, yeah. Amy had a baby. Yeah, the one that's that said, uh, okay. my bills are paid. My she, bills are paid. She uh, she had a baby Amy, recently. Amy's a baller. She don't yeah. mess around. Yeah, for sure. Just, what was it you got? You guys used to watch another show that made me, was it The Bachelor? wasn't The Bachelor. What yeah, was it? watched was The Bachelor. It? That's right. And yeah. I was just like, like I love Survivor and... I love Survivor for the strategy behind it. Like, the mm-hmm. reality TV is good, and there are certain people on there that just, I, I'll often call them characters, mm-hmm. so my apologies. But, like, I love the strategy and the people who are thinking, like, the game bots, yeah. as they're called. Yeah. Uh, just, it's a know. lot of fun. Survivor is a great show. It's got, what, 42 seasons? Think, Not many reality shows make it to that far. That's pretty impressive. And. I mean, is their formula really like? Is it? Is there something unique about it, or like? I think so. I think that, you know, there's there's other similar reality shows like it, but when you take like a group of people from different backgrounds and you put them in a situation where they're starving and 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 not sleeping on regular beds, and then you throw in like, you know, the strategy of Survivor, which is to have relationships, but you know, keep your enemies close and not, you know, too close and. Mm-hmm. And then they've kind of done a good job of, of mixing it up with different types of things. And But honestly, I think the Survivor, it's been the the contestants that have made the show so great. And yeah. so the casting person for Survivor is is I pretty mean, awesome. Most of the time. There have been some... There's some duds for there sure. There are some duds of seasons. Yeah, but I, like but picking Russell Hands out of, out of a hat or Tony, Tony. Or Boston Rob. Boy. Um, who was the last guy that was like the news guy? Uh... Rick Devins. Rick Devins. Rick Devins. I love Rick Devins. The Kool-Aid man. Yeah. yeah there's, oh, they've done a great job of just like, of casting that show. There have been like seasons, like my top three are probably like Ozzy, Sarah, the police officer. Sarah. And then really? Russell Hance. Yeah. Sarah? Sarah. I don't know. It's just her wow. intensity and like, she's just, to me, she's like the most real person on the, on the show. She just kind of shows up. She plays hard mm-hmm. and, you know. I mean. You sh- you probably already know I'm a Tony fanboy all yeah, the way. I, I love he's in your face the, and like it doesn't it does get talked about enough. But the episode where he in Winners at War decided like all right it's time to play. I've been chilling chilling yeah. chilling and boom finds Turns an idol, um, gets a dis gets an advantage. Like that's the most hilarious sequence probably. Yeah. One of the few. There are some really fun ones, but the hilarious sequence of him finding advantage, going like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and then finding out it's being played against. Him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "This ain't cool, man." I yeah, like, feel bad for the poor guy. And then he wins the immunity challenge yeah. and blindsides his alliances. Clo- someone who he felt was closer than mm-hmm. him, and he, I think he was right. Like, yeah, it would be amazing to see how that season played out if he didn't do what he did there right. with an idol in her pocket didn't see it kind of like yeah like, maybe you should have your, your own podcast and just talk survivor it's got to oh exist gosh. already i would listen to it i don't <laughs> think people would listen to me but i would listen to you i'd have to get more facts on yeah it. there's not like survivor isn't like a super trending show but the fan base no. is crazy loyal for it like the, yeah. there's like a huge cult like following for survivor that is hold strong that's why they're like on their 42nd season yeah and it's funny like even through changes that like i may have not liked like getting rid of uh 
you know, the fire making challenge at four. I've grown mm-hmm. to love that now. Yeah. Um, getting rid of creating an open forum jury instead mm-hmm. of letting people come up and just roast the crap out of people, which yeah. was awesome. But I kind every decision they make, I start to like, I go, Oh, change. And then realize, yeah. Okay. I see the heart behind that. And that's cool. Yeah. So Did you, what other TV shows do you like? You watch any TV other than that? Uh, you'll appreciate this. I like the office. The office. I have classic. I made it completely through right before it got taken off of Netflix. Nice. And it, I've thought about getting Peacock, but... Yeah, we have Peacock. Uh, that doesn't seem... It's only like five bucks. Do you guys buy it? Do you guys have them on like DVD? Like, is this stupid ass? Do you have them on like DVDs mm-hmm. or something? Okay. No, we can't have anything physical nice like that because Haven will just destroy it. Oh, kids. Yeah, yeah. She's, she likes to... Like, even like I have like my two video games. She'll take them out and throw them across the house and somehow they still huh. work. But yeah, no, so... Um, that's nice. <laughs> it's like, nice yeah, kid. that's where I, that's so where I, I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, so, but we have Peacock and we'll watch it on there. But Peacock has like Parks and Rec, it has Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and it also has what we've been watching lately is Modern Family, which is really funny. Modern Family, we like that one a lot. I, I think you some... like it too. It's pretty funny and it's a little bit more yeah. direct than, than The Office, where it's like awkward comedy, but mm-hmm. it's really good. We like well, that I mean, a lot. I just when I think of awkward comedy, I just think of like Scott's Tots. Like I can never oh, watch yeah. that episode. It's the I worst think, episode for sure. It's the you think it's the worst? I think so. Scott's Tots or Dinner Party? What's more cringy? Oh, Dinner Party is like one of the best ones. That's the best. We have some like office theory differences for sure. Dinner Party is probably one of the best episodes. You're right, and I think Sorry that that's that. that's like commonly known is is Dinner Party is like to me my favorite is Traveling Salesman. It's so when, when Jim slaps Dwight in the face. Uh, that's like my favorite episode. I think it's season three, episode 12. Season three, it's some winners. Yeah, for sure. Season three, four, and five are at the peak. What about two? Two's good. Two's good, but... Hmm. Um, you think it came to his own? Yeah, I think okay. so. Season one was bad. I don't think it was bad, but like <sighs> even like if you watch like like interviews of the cast, like no one really thought that they would get a, a, they'd be re-upped for season two. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that if they didn't have Steve Carell in it, then they probably wouldn't have gotten a season two. Mm-hmm. But season two, they definitely came into their own. And then three, they took off. And then four and five, they kind of piggybacked season, on that. Season and... one has a soft spot for me. Yeah. I I might be a rare bunch because mm-hmm. every off, like a couple of our friends in this area, they love mm-hmm. it. Like I know you said yeah. uh, Greg, who might be coming on, which hopefully, so excited for. Hopefully. It's the second time I've mentioned it. And he's he's in... Florida. I think he's in Florida now. Yeah, you were just in Florida. I was just how in was Florida. How was Florida? Well, Florida was incredible. We talked uh, the first episode about the Florida man. You're and, running any of those guys? I, surprisingly, no. There are a lot of Florida men down there, but they weren't the crazy ones I was hoping for. Right. I actually, it was funny. That's another one that when you shared that, I'm like, what? No way. So I looked it up, and I wish I, I should have saved it because it was really funny. The one for my was? birthday. I don't. That's what I say. I should have saved it. It was hilarious. We'll have to look it yeah. up and I'll show you later. But it was, <laughs> anyways, off topic. But yeah, Florida was awesome. Thanks for asking. I yeah saw a lot of good friends that I hadn't seen in years. Mm. Um, I have to say it, and I'll get made fun of for it. I played a bunch of pickleball with my dad. Okay, pickleball with your dad. It's pickleball, with my dad. Memory yeah. maker, right there. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, very but cool. It was, it was what I needed. A week yeah. away, just... Good. Good. Awesome. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, oh, you're good. I don't have coronavirus. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, that's all. That's, that's great, man. Glad before it was good. Yeah, we're hoping to get Greg Sheridan on here soon. He said he wanted to, um, but, you know, eventually. But, 
Anyways, let's talk a little bit more about you. So, um, so you, I know you as the guy from Church of Basketball, but also um, one of the worship guys at Bridgewater Montrose. Mm. When did you start leading worship? Man, that would have been... It's hard to say. So, like, I got back from my time at Word of Life in 2017. Yeah, 2017. Okay, what is Word of Life? Word of Life. Oh, yeah, true. People people might not know. So, Word of Life is a Bible college that you can go to for one to two years. And then it's also a ministry. Word of Life is international, around the world, Mm -hmm. do a lot of different things. Obviously, with COVID, it's kind of... They've pulled back, and sure. so including an area that I was in, which was called Revive, which was an alumni band, I would travel around pretty much the country. Like, I've oh. I visited, I think, over, like, 20 different states. This, I was told oh. the stats, and I forgot because that's, that's what I do. I just forget things. But you were in the Revive band? I was in the Revive band. I actually oh. almost wore that T-shirt by accident, and I'm like, nah, we're going <laughs> to change it up here. But, uh, yeah, Word of Life was awesome. Um, I traveled for your playing music. Didn't deserve to be on that team, but was and why didn't you deserve to be on the team? I was so it's funny when I was asked to join Revive by uh, I was on a just a singing team, and mm-hmm. maybe I'll get to that story later. It's pretty cool, but uh, my the guy who asked me is like, yeah, I want you to join the alumni band, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna sing. I don't know what they're gonna be play. I was a piano player, hmm. so I had. I had a guitar with me, but I barely knew how to, like, I could play a G chord mm-hmm. and a C chord, and that was about it. And so after a lot of time and thinking and praying, um, which a lot of times a week, mm-hmm. I just really, it really felt like that's where I needed to be. And so I told him yes, and then found out, hey, you're going to play electric guitar. Oh. And I looked at him like, I don't even own an electric guitar. I don't own an amp. But I'll tell you what, man, I went out and I bought an electric guitar, nice. bought a pedal board and I went up there and I practiced and I went up there and we played the first song and it was, uh, your love awakens, your love awakens me by Phil Wickham. Um, mm-hmm. if you don't know it, it's really old. So up to yeah. you if you guys want to listen to it. We actually do like it's that old, but yeah, it, I sang that song a couple of times at church. You did. Yeah. You're stud probably, probably butchered it. Oh, uh, nah. I, but, I always feel like, cause I'm like self-taught in so many areas of mm-hmm. my life that I've been playing guitar for probably like, gosh, almost as long as like maybe 12, 13 years. Really? Yeah, but I guess I'm, I'm really self-taught, never really took lessons. Yep. And so like I have been playing for like over 10 years or so, and I have the talent of someone who's been playing for like two years, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, can you do scales? Yeah, I know I know oh, a couple of really? scales. But... You're ahead of me. I can't do scales. Okay, well, though I'm definitely not ahead of you because normally uh... I practice – or at rehearsal on Thursdays before <laughs> worship, there's like 30 or 40 minutes that are dedicated towards like, okay, let's give Mason a music lesson here. Oh, no. Explain to him. And, and like, and, and you guys let me sing a, a few times. And, that was great. And luckily didn't like, you know, shut the whole church down. But oh, no. As far as. No, no, <laughs> uh, no, but no, even no, then, no. like, you have to ask me like harmonize. I'm like, I don't even know what harmonizing is. I just know mm, that it's supposed yeah. to sound good. But. Anyway, so I'm sorry, you kind of got no. on track there. So you joined you joined Revive yep. as an alumni van. You guys you guys like toured and did churches or Yeah, we toured churches, schools. Wow. Um, we played like outside venues. I had no idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we even uh this is my my flex, I guess. We uh, went to Bermuda. Oh, so wow. I I got to go to Bermuda. Very awesome country. Way more proper than America. Mm. Like we we're rude. 
Like, really? It's so funny going there and realizing how rude we are as Americans. Even, like, the polite people, like, they're, like, partially polite there. Wow. Like, they're just so proper. But it was so cool experiencing a different culture, mm. um, being around different people. Like, I, I loved it. And Did you guys put on, like, your own show? Or do you guys open for someone? Or So we did our own show. I mean, like, our biggest... Our biggest outing may have been, like, a couple thousand people, yeah. if that. Like, our biggest oh, outing was good. probably singing the national anthem at a hockey game. What, what hockey game? Uh, I think that was actually for the, the when we came to the Binghamton Reverb. I, okay. I might be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. But okay. I know we sang for one of them, and it was a train wreck. Our... I love that team. We all loved each other. But I even I visited three mm. three members from that team when I went mm. down to Florida. Oh, okay. And we sat, um, two of them, a boy and a girl, they, sorry, have to clarify, I guess, uh-huh. but they got married, and so we're just sitting there, and we're just laughing at, like, how childish we were, and, like, did we really <laughs> fight about this and that, and, like, it was all year. There are so many strong personalities. I'm mm. so off topic. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, I'm, I had yeah. no idea. So did you guys end up, like, breaking up then? Is that what kind of you're getting at? Well, or? every, every, well, there are, there are a lot of almost breakup moments there. Yeah. It was it was bad, but you know, I think to the glory of God, for me, I learned from that. Yeah, and I'm still you. You learn every day. Mm-hmm. You learn every sure, day definitely. from your mistakes, and I look back on that and I try, I do my best now to implement a better follower mentality. Because mm. you know, when someone's in a leadership role, like yes, there there does need to be times where we say like, hey, this is mm-hmm. off. Like, what yeah. are you doing? But I think a lot of times God calls us to just not be a thorn Hmm. and to follow. I forget. I think it's in Hebrews. I couldn't tell you the exact verse, but I encourage you guys to look it up. And you'll see that, you know, God's going to hold them accountable for leading, but he's going to hold us accountable for how we followed. Yeah. And for me, I'm not looking forward to that conversation because Mm -hmm. I did a terrible job. And I actually, during the summer, we, uh, instead of traveling, we stayed at one of the camps that Mm -hmm. Word of Life does. They do four camps as well. There's a lot. Word of Life is, I, most people are not pro Word of Life. I am. I've only heard good things about it. Yeah. From some people don't like the rules, but I mean, yeah, I I know it's, I know it's a little more more like the legalistic side of things, but you know, that's okay. I think, yeah, a lot of colleges, yeah. well, Christian-oriented colleges are, which, yeah, it's all right. You know, you go there, and you're they have rules, and you chose to be there, so yeah. follow them. And, I mean, yeah. I was, again, not perfect to follow them anyways. Yeah. Off, Who is? off, off topic. Man. You're right. Went to Word of Life, and, but I apologized to my leader for mm. um, just how arrogant I had been, how mm. rude I had been, and disrespectful and just a pain to work with all year and he he's an awesome guy and we are still friends to this day he's actually at a church in california oh nice yeah very cool i think it's like that's a lot of just life in general i mean there's like tons of things that i I can i can probably think of two dozen in my history that i've done poorly and i'm like i don't like i'm not i don't beat myself up over it because it's one of those things where like you have to go grow through those experiences yeah. you know i can think of several times in my marriage several times in my relationship yeah. with my parents and my brothers like i didn't conduct myself in like a super great way but <clears throat> you know the main thing is is that you learn from it so i mean that's that's good stuff but that's pretty cool i mean on a, i mean bermuda is obviously the coolest one probably sure. but in united states wise what was like your favorite city that you had traveled to 
Man, that's... I've been, like, a little bit of traveling. That is so tough. Like, it was all so good. We... It was definitely a growing time, and that this was one of our really big fights. But West mm. Virginia, man, mm. was it was different. Like I thought Montrose was middle of nowhere. Like mm. w- the host home, so we stayed at host homes very yeah. often. Like we didn't stay. Like when you're traveling, you know, we don't have a house to stay in. So yeah. people from the church or school or wherever would bring us into our, their house and let us stay there. And our host home was amazing. People. Um, I don't have contact with them anymore, infor- mm. unfortunately, but they uh, they lived on a one-lane dirt road. Wow. I n- never in my life had seen something like that, and th- it was, we actually lost a day of school to snow, mm. and the next day the roads were still pretty questionable at best, mm-hmm. and we're driving in, and there's another car coming, and it's down a hill, and I'm just sitting there like, so this is how it ends. I'm yeah. going to die in West Virginia on the road. There's better places. There's worse places to die than West Virginia. You know what there are, but, like, the school was awesome. And I don't know if it was much the town or just the fact that, like, the ministry that happened there was so, so awesome. There are some really great kids there who are still chasing after the Lord. And, like, I look back at our time as a team, like, we had a pretty big fight that was actually because of me. Hmm. And the fact that our team like continued growing together hmm. and just, so this is pretty bad to say, you know, my favorite town was because of this, but it really was like, yeah. and I mean, every town was beautiful. Like Maine was beautiful. We went out to Alabama and that was really cool. I loved mm. being down South. Southern people, so much nicer. Like, yeah. You like them? <laughs> yeah. They're just nice. Like Bermuda's proper and polite. Southern people are just nice. Because, I mean, mm. you can be proper and polite, but I feel like there's, like, that passive-aggressive, like, oh, yeah. bless, like, the Southern bless your heart. Like, yeah. it's done differently in Bermuda. But, like, Florida, they're just kind and welcoming. And, like, they always wanted to hear our story. And, mm. yeah, I got – if you ever – one day I'll just share some of the funny stories from there. Yeah. There, there are some good ones. We were, good. we were dying laughing thinking about some of the stuff that Very happened. Cool. Do, you like, do you like traveling? Do you like being on the road? I think I do. Is there a reunion ever going to happen with this band? A reunion? No, 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 no way. We. <laughs> I hope. I hope they listen to this podcast and they would definitely be uh, in agreement that like, oh, it'd be a nice thought. And then like, if we did it, it would be so bad. I mean, most of them, a lot of them are married now, hmm. and just like we're all we're all in pretty much different states hmm. except for the two that are in Florida. But you know, they're in college or yeah, worship leading and in uh, college and career in California. Okay. But it's so good to be in contact with them. And yeah, that's good. For now, I got I got the church band, which there is you go. where we were talking about at one point. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Just, that's uh, what podcasts are, man. We dance yeah, around, just, we talk about various different things. But dancing. very cool. I had no idea. So, hmm. so, we, so we were at Word of Life. How long, were we, how long were we at Word of Life for? So I was there for a year at school, mm. and then I was there for a year traveling on this alumni band. Okay. And... Like I was going to say, being on the alumni band, like, it grew me as a musician. Like, I learned so much. And, yeah. I mean, we we played every day. We played and sang every single day. And, I mean, I would spend a lot of time, even though I wasn't, I thought I was going to play piano, mm-hmm. didn't. But I still was like, I love piano. It's my instrument. So I would go. We Where we stayed uh, it was Word of Life Campground. They had a building that had a piano in it. I would sneak in, and hopefully I'm not going to, like, regret saying this i'm not worried about they but i would go and just play the piano for like Mm. hours i wrote a couple songs in there just Mm. from being on that piano and it 
Yeah, and so coming back to, so leaving there and then coming back to Montrose where I've pretty much lived my entire life, you know, I had I had an ability, I get, mm-hmm. not an ability, I'm trying to think. I had grown as a musician and I had yeah. talents that I could offer. And I think the danger was I made it about me. But pretty much right as I came back, I was thrust pretty much right into uh, maybe not just a, not always leading, but serving and serving and serving, mm. and then the role just kind of expanding Yeah. as time went on. And I mean, a lot of big big reason for that is Rick Craig. He's one mm. of our uh, producers down in Montrose, and he, him and I have a great relationship. I always love his vision casting. And, yeah, very cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. What do you think? Um, so you're obviously passionate about worship. Tell me a little bit more about that passion um, and what, like, I guess, drives you as a not only as a musician, but as a worship leader, as it pertains to, you know, people, you know, praising, praising God. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I should even clarify, like right now I'm in, in the season of my life, I'm actually just serving. Yeah. Um, I'm not on staff anymore. I'm not a worship leader, but I am helping down at one of our other Bridgewater campuses once a month leading. And Mm. that's just an honor and a privilege and at least when it comes to worship, I think, you know, you know, getting saved and going through my journey, and we'll probably talk about that later, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, our purpose in life, you know, when you're saved and you're saved by the grace of God, you know, you're his child, you're mm-hmm. his creation. And I mean, you even are, whether, you know, you, you're saved by him or not, you're still a creation of God. And in my mind, a creation is made to bring their creator, either praise or failure. Like you think, like I've used the example before, like a phone, Mm. you know, if a phone works really well, and I mean, this is, this is a rough comparison, but you know, if a phone works really well, obviously people are like, oh, thanks Steve Jobs. But in a way it is because if a product is doing well and like you look at the Apple product, Mm -hmm. the Apple name, you know, from the creator, Steve Jobs is an awesome thing. Yeah. But like you look at other things that start up and maybe they stink. They're just hmm. useless. It just brings them shame. And so my joy my joy comes with worship and knowing that, okay, God has created me. He has given me a gift and a passion for singing. Hmm. And I want to use that to bring him joy. And I think for a while I missed that. Hmm. And I'm starting to grow. And I think it's a never-ending process of growing and learning that, you know, it's not about you and focusing on God and focusing mm-hmm. about giving him the praise. And, like, when you're up there, you know, it's so easy to think, oh, man, like, I can sing good or I can play guitar well, which I can't. I can play just so I can have something to sing along I with. Disagree. Uh, I disagree. I appreciate that. I disagree. Everyone tells me to stop You're a humble guy, but I, dis- I disagree. But, uh, you know, just that's what it's all about, just yeah. being able to praise God. And I think that's, in the end, our purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I was thinking about worship and figured at some point we'd talk about it, I looked to, like, we were reading in uh, Colossians 3, I want to say verse 23, or then look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31, where it talks about doing whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And mm-hmm. I think worship is definitely that. and. I encourage anyone, even if you can't sing, like find time to worship God, however that looks for you. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So 
Let's go back a little bit further um, and and tell me a little bit more about your testimony and and you know how you came to know God and sort of like I guess where you ended up you know how you how you got here today. Tell me about pre-word of life, afterward of life. You yeah, know, whatever you feel is important. You know, sure. This is nice. You know, the last handful of podcasts, I feel like I'm I'm I talk like eighty percent of the time, and I always think afterwards like man, like I want to hear more from my guests. But so far, it mm-hmm. hasn't been an issue getting you to talk. <laughs> I'm a talker, and yeah. people I've heard it from a lot of people, and it is to my downfall. I'm an open book. Yeah, and so, so you can use that as a strength. I I feel that too. I'm like, okay, this is your podcast. Got to make sure you know. No, I, let you, I, mean, I let you talk, and yeah, the whole goal. I mean, I've harped on it hundreds of times. The whole goal is that I just want to have as many people on here as possible. Mm-hmm. In fact, quick plug, you can head to happyraccoon.net. There's a sign-up form there to be a guest on this podcast. Literally anyone is mm-hmm. welcome to be on here. Um, I love hearing life stories. And so, yeah, I, again, for me, I just, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm on the podcast. I just want to hear sort of your story. I know, mm-hmm. I feel like I know you pretty well. Um, we've hung out a handful of times. Yeah. Um, and, I you know, but... Crappy soda. Yeah, you bring the worst soda. No one's ever going to invite me to anything ever again. No, they're just going to they're going to leave you in charge of bringing something else. No, not not drinks. Something that like can't be screwed up. Like bring. They'll specifically tell me like bring a snack and like just a hint like bring fruit and I'll be like okay and all of a sudden I'll probably bring like star fruit and they're like why yeah like yeah or you bring like something that is like oh, no. no one looks at it as a fruit but technically is like i think like tomatoes, tomatoes. yeah, yeah you can <laughs> bring like, up to- chopped tomatoes yeah. here you so, go guys i brought fruit anyways but yeah no i um that you know just That's sort of great. again i love love having people on here um you're i think my fourth guest on here and uh yeah wow so i love it so definitely don't feel you know feel rude about that mm. but yeah anyway sort of back to the question i'd love to hear about sort of your journey um, and, you know, what brings you to where you're at today and love to hear like what God's doing in your life, what you're learning. Um, and yeah, I just love to hear a deeper, you know, area of your life if, you know, if you're willing yeah. to go there, but. Absolutely, man. And I mean, I just got to say before we get there, if we have time, um, definitely listen to his plug. Uh, I would, when you, when I first heard it and you're like, oh, I want guests on my podcast. I'm like, oh man, I hope, I hope we get some awesome people. And then you texted me and I was just like, oh gosh, me? Yeah. And I'll, but I'm like, you know what? I, I guess that could be fun. Like I'm a talker and I think a podcast could be cool. But mm-hmm. then even beyond that, I just want anyone who's listening to this for the, whether it's your first time, whether this is months from now, like follow this man. He um, if you haven't, go back to their first one and hear his heart and his wife's heart about what they want to do, and they're worth supporting. Um, they are awesome people, and I know Thanks. for a fact. Yeah, man. I wow, you're doing like you're, I, I will sponsor you all day long, and like I remember your first few ones. I'm like, oh, I gotta share that, and then this last one, like I didn't even listen to the podcast yet, uh-huh. and it was one of your more deeper ones. Yeah, but I'm but I didn't care. I'm like, this man needs to get shared. This man. I've seen your passion, one, for your love of Jesus, and not just that, but for your love of people. And like, Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see like yeah. what what this really becomes, and I hope people join this journey with you guys right. and support you. Well, thanks. Yeah, I think I really appreciate that. You know, I had, um, you know, it, this could just be a passion of mine, um, and if it is, then this, this podcast will probably see very little success. But, mm. um, you know, one of my biggest passions is people. And I think that everyone has a story to tell. And, you know, I had one person 
Um, you know, I've gotten some some criticism and constructive criticism from various people on my first few episodes, but one of them was, and I won't say who said this, but they said like, you know, like an hour and twenty minutes talking to someone, like mm-hmm. you're not interviewing Billy Graham is is the the exact term, and it, you know, I get it. It was a, it was a joke. Billy Graham is dead, but um, uh, there's there's certainly truth to that. Some people may have more fascinating story to tell um but i think like every single person has has a different opinion or a view on and and god's working their life a different way um you know i think of you know god loves each and every one of us um and he he knows us all by name um and and i think that you know to me like i think that everyone has something to share and contribute in a way to other people's lives, and and this is such a small platform, and I've I've really enjoyed the feedback I've gotten for it so far, and I hope it grows into something more. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'm gonna still do it because I really enjoy it, and I enjoy having people on here and hearing their life stories. But all I have to say is is you know last week we had Tim Ord, um, and that'll come out before this one, and yeah. Tim, you know on on paper, Tim born and raised in Montrose, Pennsylvania, um, he went to a college that was like 30 minutes from Montrose, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, hasn't yeah. seen much outside of Pennsylvania, but he has a ton of perspective on various different things, and he has an opinion on things that um, common, uncommon, whatever. I just loved hearing it, and so all I have to say is that I really appreciate you saying that. And again, it could just be my passion, but I think that everyone has a story to tell, and and I'm um, I'm just super appreciative to yeah. to uh, to be able to to hear yours and hear anybody's. So yeah, again, if you're interested in being on the podcast. Um, so I haven't gotten too many people reaching out. Um, I've had to do all the reaching out so far, mm-hmm. and uh, that's okay. I'll continue to reach out. I have a handful of different people that I've reached out to that are vaguely interested. Mm-hmm. Um, some people I need to, to poke out a little bit more and talk me into coming on, but uh, my mother-in-law won't come on. I'm trying to get her to come on. Uh, but her and I have fantastic rapport. We just, like, I ask her these ridiculous questions, and she laughs. But she has... <laughs> My mother-in-law has a fascinating story, and she, mm-hmm. similar to you, you know, yeah. um, in her earlier years, probably these are around the same age as that you were. She was traveling the country on like a singing group, and and she has just like all sorts of interesting stories. And so I need to keep teasing her to get her on. But Got um, anyways, all I have to right. say, let's get back back yeah, to the subject we'll at hand. To uh, yep. Appreciate all that though, man. That was really nice of you to say. And uh, but anyways, tell me a little bit more just about what God's doing in your life, what brings you to now, and and give me a little bit more insight to your your testimony. Yeah, let's. Let's do it. So, gosh, where can I begin? I guess I'll begin right before I got saved. Like, so I grew. I guess I'll state state this. I grew up uh, being raised by a single mom till I was about eight or nine, and then my mom remarried to uh, my stepdad Jim, who I will never call stepdad only because I have to clarify he's my dad. Awesome guy. I don't know if you've met my dad. I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's a basketball stud too. Is he? Yeah. Is he ever has he ever played on Monday night? Nah, he plays in the old, there used to be an old man, it's alright, I'll call it what it is, there used to be an older men's group that played on yeah. Thursday. I walked and, in on one of those groups. Yeah. I walked in on, on Pastor Brett Bixby. That's the group. Who, who is in far better shape than everyone else, and he's just like dribbling circles around all of them, <laughs> and it reminded me of this one guy I knew, I, I'm sorry to already take it off subject, it I reminds me of Let's this go. one guy I knew, his name was Chris. Chris, you know who you are if you're listening to this, how you doing brother? <laughs> Um, but Chris elected to play little like play on the baseball league. He elected to play with the younger group when he he was like an in between age, where he could have played with like the high schoolers, or he could have played with like the junior hires. And he was I yep. think a freshman in high school, but his age was more of the thing. So he elected to play like under, 
And so, like, he was taller than every kid. He destroyed everyone. He was the best in the whole, like, league for that age group. And he was like, you could have played with – that's." I, so I walked in on Brett, Brett Bixby, Pastor Brett. Shout out to Pastor Brett. Just, yeah, like, definitely. destroying everyone in this old – it's, like, him who's, like, he barely makes a cuss. He's probably, like, 53 or something yep. maybe. And then everyone else is, like, in their late 50s and 60s in a lot worse shape. Oh, and yeah. he's just, like, destroying all of them. And I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, Show up to Mondays with, like, the young group because that's where you belong. He's in great shape. <laughs> I, I, like, watched him play a little bit. And I just, like, laughed myself, like, what in the world is going well, on, this it, guy? You know, it's funny because someone has to run it, and mm. that's Brett. And Brett mm. is um, really an inspiration. It was funny going through the questions and seeing, you know, what inspires you. And I'm like, I can't say Pastor Brett, but I will. Brett gets outreach so oh, well yeah. and you know they always have a good group there my dad's one of them and him and my dad are pretty good friends but mm. man they compete when they yeah my my dad's getting there he's he's pretty fast for his age he's running a lot and so yeah. he's in great shape but i digress you know anyways. my dad my dad's the man okay he's, anyway he's so guy. yeah so i'll get back that, to my story so i literally cut you off like <laughs> Before your story even started, Got it. so keep going. No, that's amazing. I I love rabbit trails. We'll go on some more here soon. <laughs> yeah, we call them uh, raccoon trails here. Raccoon trails. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I yeah. like that. All right, go ahead. I uh, goodness gracious, yeah. So so that happened. I mean, being raised by by a single mom, I didn't realize how much it affected me growing up. But it definitely it did a little bit. And to any single moms out there, thank you for what you do. My mom is the most loving mom you can find and i think any mom is but man mm. when you're raising a kid on your own like there's just a different level that comes yeah. with that you don't have help yeah and yeah props to you guys for doing what you do and yeah. i'm thankful for her thankful for my dad and you know stepdads who come into a role of just raising their kid mm. who you know maybe not be biologically theirs but you know they are and they mm. treat them like they are and you know my as you know me from basketball, I would not yeah. be like if you guys, for those of you who are just listening and not, you know, watching us from YouTube or wherever else, if you looked at me, you would not think I'm a basketball player at all. And I'm okay. I'm nothing special. Depending on what gym I'm in, I'm pretty good. But if you looked at me, you'd be like, no, <laughs> that, not that kid. But thanks to my dad, that's my hidden talent along with random other things. But, uh, anyways, just shout out to parents who are doing their thing but uh yeah i uh went off and on to church as a kid we we would go up to go up to a church in vestal caltab i don't know if you're super familiar where that is i think i played against him in softball <laughs> you probably have yeah that's right and church softball league church softball league nothing where testimonies are lost every day <laughs> sorry I, oh, it's true part. though it's true uh, watching it? like, a couple of like 50 year old 55 year old um, you know, old men get heated about softball yelling at each other in the umpire. It's the reason I show up. It's the reason I show up. It's, I find that hilarious. It's the I best. It is the best, honestly. But uh, yeah, we went there, man, from pretty much when my parents got married till about my freshman year in high school. And about that time, my freshman year of high school is really when I got saved. Hmm. Um. I remember the Sunday, it was, uh, I think it was 2010 uh, of October. I, it's either 10, 2010 or 2011. I have it written in an old Bible somewhere, but that was when I really decided, like, 
man, I need a savior. And mm-hmm. this is all true. I'd heard it from my aunt. I'd heard it from my parents. I've heard it, you know, growing up in church. I, I had saying on Sundays there and I wasn't, in my, in my opinion, I wasn't saved. And something about the message that day just really clicked to me knowing like it was about purpose. And like I shared earlier, like, you know, your purpose here is you're a child. You are a child of God and you can accept his free gift and have hope which in a world like this, there's not a lot of hope sometimes. Yeah. And it just clicked with me finally like, wow, you know, seeing everything I've seen being in this world and even still to this day, I cling to that and knowing like there is a God out there and he does love you and he cares about you. And in his scripture, he came and was rejected by us and died for us. Mm. And it just changed my life. And I mean, things weren't perfect from there. Like freshman year was a really rough year to anyone who's been in high school. That was my freshman year of public school. Mm. My decisions were not great, (laughs) to put it mildly. You know, we all do it. We all make mistakes. And that was probably my biggest learning year of going, okay, figuring out like, okay, I'm saved. How do I act it? How do I live it? And then most of the times failing because you're young and, you know, had a couple things happen where I got caught doing this or caught doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Had the mouth of a sailor and got that found out by my parents and they were less than pleased. And <laughs> and then learning from that. And so from there, I actually transferred to a private Christian school. Uh, my sophomore year at Ross Corners. I think we've probably talked about that. Love Ross Corners. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, Ross Corners. Corners. Uh, no one from pretty much nobody that was there. Nobody that's there now is there when I was there. There's probably mm-hmm. a few, but uh, my time there was amazing. Um, a lot of, again, like Word of Life, I've heard a yeah. lot of mixed reviews. But for me, I give them a big thumbs up. They, uh, it shaped me. Mm-hmm. But it was funny going there. Like I, I went there. You know, thinking like, oh, it's a Christian school. You know, we're all gonna be. It's all gonna be Christians, and like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be like carrying their Bible around. Like, hey, look at this verse I found. And then I get there, and my like first day, people are like staring me. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the guys that did this are gonna listen to this, but I won't. I won't name them. But they were staring at me during uh, biology class and like making weird faces and gestures at me because <laughs> they. I think they thought like, oh, this kid's from public school. He probably got you know. Yeah. He's like the bad kid and I was far from that. Yeah. But I love I love those guys. They were they were awesome and I think my time there from my sophomore to senior year like slipped again, slipped up. You're young, you're stupid. Sure. Yeah. Um made some enemies, but I look back and it was encouraging to hear from a lot of people that there was like a respect about mm-hmm. like how seriously I tried, how seriously I wanted to take my yeah. faith and how really my heart for that school was to see people continue in their faith. And I mean, sadly, I only have a couple friends from there that I still talk to, hmm. but that time really helped cement me better. And then yeah. you would think that's where I went to word of life, but it wasn't. So hmm. I did, I, my dad wanted me to do community college. So I went hmm. up to SUNY Broome you're probably nice. familiar Shout with out that. SUNY Room? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they wouldn't want me shouting them out. I, okay. I actually, I pretty much, I didn't fail out, mm-hmm. but I, like one class, and I don't promote this, don't do this if you're in college, be smarter than I was. I didn't even mm-hmm. go, I think I went twice 
to this one class the entire okay. year. <laughs> I showed up one day, it got canceled, skipped the next one, went the second time, and it was like it was the COL class where like mm. it's like the welcome to the college seminar and gotcha. like dude like they were the one day they were talking about budgeting and they're like so step one to budgeting is like don't spend more than you have and I'm just like I was like looking around like don't you know this yeah like, what <laughs> you'd be surprised like, a lot of people don't yeah they don't they're yeah. like oh credit card swipe swipe and it's yeah. like next thing you know you got ten thousand dollars of debt yeah and that it's just gonna grow and it's like what are you doing? Like, yeah. what? I, I, I don't, I'm trying not to be judgmental. I gotta, but That's like, all good. it just cracked me up. And yeah. I mean, they should judge me because then I'm just like, I don't need this. And then yeah. didn't realize like, Hey, that's a credit. And yeah. Now you have an F on your credit. Yeah. <laughs> so I never finished college. Okay. I don't, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, so I did that for a semester, hated it, left it, and then just worked. Mm. Um, I had worked at a grocery store from, my junior year till that point and mm. just worked full time um you know hung out with friends tried to be a good example wasn't always a good example um had a girlfriend at the time that I was with and you know just weighing all these things and then that's when uh I met with one of my best friends from high school who we graduated the same mm-hmm. year he went straight from high school to word of life mm. and he came back during the summer and we were just hanging out he's uh, shout out to him if he's on here. Uh, I'll I'll name drop him. James, I hope you're listening, man. That could be anybody. Yeah. Drop a last a, name there. He's a James. Oh, drop a last name. James Bryan. James Bryan's my guy. James Bryan. We, uh, what up, James Bryan? We're, we're bowlers. Are you bowl together? Yeah, we bowl. Um, that's actually my hidden talent. Um, wow. I'm, I'm a really good bowler. I don't know if you knew that. I don't. I'm pretty much an old man. Uh, I, yeah, a little bit. I bowl, I play pickleball, and I watch Survivor. Like... Yeah, you basically I, retired. And, and I want to go to Florida, so like... Yeah, you're an old man at heart. What, what am I doing? Yeah. All right, anyway, James, shout out to James, James Bryan. Shout out to James and shout out to him for this. Like, yeah. he met with me and he was working at a camp up there. Okay. And, you know, he's like stressed from all that. And he's just like, you know what, man? You should go to Word of Life. And I'm like... And I'm like, listen to him. I'm like, dude, you just did nothing but complain about it. And he's like, yeah, but it is really good. And you should think about going. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to Word of Life. Mm. And it just stuck with me. That was in July and I just... I don't know, that whole month I was just thinking about it, thinking about it. I'm like, what else am I going to, you know, what am I doing with my life? I'm working at a grocery store. Mm. And finally, I just came to the conclusion. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I told my parents, I'm like, I want to go to Bible college. What do you guys? And my dad was like, why? (laughs) 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 It's a good question. Why? I'm like, you know, because I always wanted to go to, at the time, Baptist Bible College, which mm-hmm. then became Summit, which then became yeah. Clark Summit University. Right. And that was my goal was actually to go there. And I was like, you know, I can go up here. Obviously, community college was not a win. Mm-hmm. But I can go up here, get Bible credits, and they all transfer. Yeah. So I'm like, let's get it. And so I did. I In a month, I put an application together. Um, the, the admissions team there, uh, Anna, she was awesome and we would make jokes about me. She's like, oh, I love people like you that, you know, <laughs> apply late. And and so I went. And it was a good, it was a really great year. Um, gosh, so many stories, um, music stories that mm-hmm. just really shaped me. Um, and I mean, I, it's funny. I actually looked, when I was with all my friends, I just looked back and, you know, get bummed out about what I missed out on. Like, sure. being selfish or just like, yeah. <clears throat> missing the mark but it was a great year learned a lot 
Child for Revive. Um, mm-hmm. if, if we have to talk about more of that stuff, I'd love to share, but I won't get into too much detail because we've already yeah. gone long as it is. But so then I I came back home. Mm-hmm. Um, a, after a year of traveling, you know, I should have done two years of school, but I did school and then a year of traveling just because I felt mm-hmm. like that's what God wanted me to do, and mm-hmm. ended up not staying for another year. I was at I was I was not asked to because they knew they. I had told them like, yeah, I'm just, I can't do another year. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't. And so they didn't ask, but they're like, you know, it would definitely be great if you did another year up here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I declined cause, um, I was still in a relationship at the time. And then I came back home and that's when, you know, mm-hmm. we pick up to there and, you know, start, start working again. Um, got involved in the church. I actually interned at Bridgewater. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. I interned for a couple months, um, got engaged. Uh, yeah, I was eventually realized like they wanted me to go to school and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm engaged. I'm like, I, I didn't trust God enough. Like I should have. Mm-hmm. And, um, eventually through their help even found me a full-time job at a bank mm-hmm. and, you know, got married that August and, you know, journeyed through that. Mm. Just was married, was working mm-hmm. at a bank. Um, eventually, a couple months after I got married, I believe it was in October, started leading. Mm-hmm. I was I was the another worship leader at Montrose. There were two of us. I tried, I definitely tried to play a more assistant role mm-hmm. to that. Um, sure. That's just my nature. I'm yeah. kind, I'm a little bit passive, which yeah. is weird to be in, a passive extrovert because mm-hmm. I am very chatty as you can probably yeah. tell. But uh yeah, so I was just living that life and I think, you know, looking back at that time and I think about it a lot now, I grew very complacent. And you know, complacent Christianity is scary because mm-hmm. that's where, you know, you just fall into the path of I'm saved and I'm trusting God when you really yeah. aren't. Yeah. And looking back, I wasn't. I, you know, I was doing worship for me because I'm good at what Mm -hmm. I do. Um, And most Sundays just was doing it because I had to, not because I was really worshiping God. Um, I was a pretty poor excuse for a husband most of the time, to which then led to the ending of my marriage in about a year after um didn't fully end we're still working through that right now but that's that's where my journey's at right now just you know going through my marriage being over and ending a lot of you know having my part in that and really figuring out like okay um on top of that so like 2020 was a year and that's actually where <laughs> things yeah I, I i would just love to hear everyone's story from 2020 yeah. just man figure out how to be praying but 2020 was yeah the the valley of my Mm -hmm. life um to start it off i lost my job at the bank Mm. um i was let go due to my own dumb decisions and you know was jobless for two months or Mm. actually about three months and then two months later that's when things just fell apart with my marriage it Mm. uh I won't get into detail, but you know, we, we just realized it wasn't going to work out anymore. Hmm. And so 
it took time to kind of really start getting to a spot where I was like, oh yeah, this is over. But, you know, living in Corona times, yeah, you know, we knew we were done being married, but still just lived in the same house because like, well, we can't move out, you know, it's Corona. Yeah. And because of Corona, like no, not a ton of people really knew. Mm. It took, took a lot of time and poof through that it was a really dark period of my life i Mm. struggled uh i'm very sensitive to mental health Mm. that's like something that i think i was very ignorant to before the year of 2020 and now i am like a huge advocate of man if you if you're in mental health like i i pray i pray for you i pray for people that are going through that like oh you know and like because i I personally don't feel like I don't have mental health problems, but through that I caught a tiny glimpse of what yeah. depression looks like, of what, you know, oh, I'm trying to even think of the word now, like what that, re- to have like no confidence to be, yeah. I'm trying to think of the right word. I think you're explaining it well. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just feeling like nothing. Because mm. at that point, so I, all that happened three months later. I did get a job. I started working at Dollar General. Nice. Um, uh, slowly, I, I was told like, "Oh, it'll be like twenty hours a week." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I impressed them. I, from my time at Price Shopper, I had a pretty decent work ethic. Mm-hmm. And in a matter of a month, I was getting forty hours a week. Was a key holder, mm-hmm. and they had bigger plans for me. And like, like I said, it was just awful. I, you know, through my marriage crumbling, you know, that it was a toxic household for, for both me and my estranged wife. And like, I just didn't want to be there. Like none of us wanted to be there. Neither of us wanted to be around each other. And so I got a job working nights at Price Shopper. And so I was working anywhere between 30 to 40 hours at Dollar General Mm -hmm. and then turning around and working three nights a week at Price Shopper Mm -hmm. overnight and just you know, it's working, 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 getting my mind away, away from it. Did that for a little while. And then in, I think it was June, uh, Price Shopper, the grocery store that I worked at when I was like in 11th grade, offered me an assistant uh, manager position, assistant grocery manager position there. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it had been a job that had been offered to me before. Mm -hmm. And I decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take it where I was at in life, I felt like I could do it. And so I did Mm -hmm. it. And, um, it was great. I got to know a lot of people there. I was pretty well liked Mm. and yeah, went on. I had a big moment where I went on vacation in July and through that time of just getting away, having time to think, spending a lot of time with my good buddy, Brendan, Mm -hmm. And my dad and my grandma, I finally decided it was time to cut the string and move out of mm-hmm. the house that my wife and I had bought. So I did that. I um, went through a really dark time there. Um, there, were, I look back and there were so many awesome people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at, uh, you know, these are just names. Like yeah. no one's going to know them. But I look at guys like Tim Stevens, who mm-hmm. still to this day is just such a, important person in my life who just pours into me day after day and i'm a huge advocate for if you don't have someone in your life who's like getting involved and pouring into you you need it you really really need it and um 
I'd shout out more people. He's the big one. I, <laughs> I love shouting people out, but like get people in your life. It's so, so important. Yeah. And, and like, I can't imagine I took a dark road during July to probably about early November ish mm. where it was bad. And I wasn't yeah. making the wise, again, just not making wise decisions. I was sad. I was hurt. Yeah. Um, about a week of moving back to my parents. I just, I felt like a loser. I yeah. was working sec like I was making okay money, but I mean, I was at a grocery store. Mm. I was working two to ten thirty, you know, second shift, and then I would go home, play video games, sleep until ten, and like I just felt like a waste. Yeah. You know, my I wasn't seeing many of my friends. Thank you to the ones who I did get to see through that time, mm. and you know, it really just it felt very dark, and then. uh Man, I found the job that I'm at now. I work mm. for a water energy company called C2G Energy Solutions. As... Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them always, man. <laughs> I love shout outs. I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah, go for it. Just talking a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, journeying through that, it was funny. I'll, I'll, I got to tell the story of me getting hired there. All right. I don't know if I've shared this to you, so... I was actually working at Price Shopper, and I got a call from my old boss at the bank, mm. uh, Josh Edwards, cool guy, yeah. great dude. And he's like, hey, I got a potential job for you. And I'm like, well, I have a full-time job right now. And he's like, well, you know, why don't you hear it out? You know, his name is Jesse Bonas. He, uh, you know, he's working with his company. It's a really good opportunity for you. I'm like, you know, give me his number. I'll talk to him. And so we talked, and, like, I knew I knew his dad. His dad goes to our church. Mm-hmm. And I guess they liked me. I had helped his dad out with things at the bank. Okay. And they, so he called me. He's like, yeah, um, we got this opportunity for you. He's like, I don't really have a full picture of what the job looks like, but why don't you come out and see the site and Mm -hmm. we'll talk details. I'm like, sure. (laughs) So (laughs) one of my days off, I go out there to the site and like, I I know nothing about the gas industry. Like not a thing. Like you it was funny. You've talked a lot about how, like, you've come to this area and you're like, you know, the yeah. Florida man. There's the Susquehanna County man. Like, sure. They're everywhere. You yeah, know, they yeah. all got their flannels, their hat, <laughs> and they, their truck, and they, right. they love hunting. And <laughs> not trying to, like, say there's anything wrong with that. I love you guys who do that. That's just not, but, like, I got yeah. thrown into this county and I just don't fit in. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't fit in. So I go out there and, like, it's exactly that. Yeah. And these guys are like, you know, show me around. And I'm like, what is this? And they're like, he's like climbing on stuff. And I'm like, is that safe to climb on? (laughs) And he's like, tell me everything about it. He's like, yeah, I think I want you to like, you know, work on the computer and do like numbers and like, you know, spreadsheets and invoices. Like, he's like, you know, just maybe like, I don't know, like 25, 30 hours a week. He's like, I don't really know. But he's like, we'll pay you. He's like, what are you making at Price Shopper? And, you know, I told him. He's like, yeah, I'll get you more than that. I'm like, oh, (laughs) didn't even know what more was. We didn't even agree on a number. And so like he got done telling me all this. He's like, so what do you think? Like, let me, let me hear your thoughts. And I looked down like, I'm not your guy. Yeah. I told him, um, I don't know anything about the gas industry. Um, a lot of what you just said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then on top of that, um, I don't fit anyone like anything like anyone here. I'm like, I don't hunt. I don't own a truck. I don't own a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
I'm not your guy. I don't know who your guy is, but it's probably not me. So I just want you to know that. And like, I appreciate this offer. It's amazing, but I'm not your guy. And he looks at me and goes, well, when can you start? And I'm like, did you not? (laughs) I'm just looking at like, did you not hear what I said? And then had a conversation about guns where he asked me if I had a problem with guns. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I just don't own any. He's like, well, that's good. And then proceeds to show me his like five different concealed (laughs) carries he had. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is this? And so, yeah, I. When can I start? I'm like, our. Uh, I can. Let me give my work two weeks' notice. And so, on a whim, I hmm. jumped on this job, and it's been. It's been a journey. I'm sorry. I'm not even on my testimony anymore. I'm just on my That's life. Right. Yeah. Talking about life. Yeah. Oh, well, talking. Um. Yeah. Going yeah, back to your on track. Going going back to your testimony. So. You got saved it. In your freshman year of high school, early age, you went to a little bit of college in the area. It didn't work out. You went to Word of Life. Um, things started to get a little bit more on track. You sort of fell into a very like common, complacent hole for a lot of Christians, where it's sort of like the routine, um, and and that sort of spirals into various areas of your life. Your marriage doesn't work out. Tell me a little bit about you know what God was doing in your life during that time over the course of last year. I mean, last year it was particularly a pretty pretty bad time to, to go through divorce um and uh you know i feel free there i definitely like i i know for me personally it was um i felt like a desire to to be around you and reach out to you i also felt an immense amount of like there's a lot of people doing that to you right now i actually wanted to be sort of your friend rather than be someone yeah. that was like mm-hmm. drilling you with questions about what's happening what's going on and trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't do um, but tell me a little bit about what you learned through all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, I'm trying to think of how to word this exactly right. You know, like like we said, complacent Christianity, getting into that and knowing that, I think too often we say like, you know, put your trust in God, put your trust in God. And we're really not. Like, yeah. I wasn't. I had a job that I was comfortable in. I had the marriage that was just, you know, my marriage and saying, I got this without even realizing that just feeling like I got this and you don't got it. And I think God needed to humble me Hmm. and he sure did. Like I have a new perspective on like so much, a new perspective on like what you should do in a in just a relationship in general. Like, it's not about, it's not about you, like going back to worship. Mm. Like, it's not about you. Yeah. Like humility is the key. Like you think about like, even in like regular culture, like you look at just not Christianity. I actually, you know, was, before I came here, I had lunch with a couple of guys from uh, pickleball that I play with. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know where they stand on Christianity or faith. And, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that's not important. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But they brought mm-hmm. up a night saying how, like, you know, they, this person that plays pickleball is really, really good. Great mm-hmm. player, but no one will be his partner because he's just arrogant. Yeah. And it's funny how even in regular culture, arrogance is just so negative like there's no, oh. like there's a lot of negative things but like that is the one thing i've ne- if someone says like wow that person's proud it's usually pretty much never used in a good scenario yeah like maybe if it's like you know proud of your kids sure but like when it comes mm-hmm. to just like an arrogant proud person it's never good yeah ever 
And I think that was me in it. And it was something that I had struggled with when I was young mm. and felt like I had a better hold of. And I just didn't. Yeah. I I look back, you know, I, I people would say that, wow, you had felt like I had grown. But in the end, I, I didn't. I, and I mean, I think that just goes to show you like, you got to grow every day. And so that's definitely the biggest thing God has taught me is just humility. And it just yeah. comes back to laying yourself down before him and knowing your purpose of just glorifying him. I know this is pretty, I guess, serious and deep in a way, yeah. but yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah I think like for me and my experience of, of being married for two, two and a half years or so now, <coughs> um, you get a, a glimpse into the relationship, um, that, that God designed for, for marriage. And I think a lot of what I learned is that you, you said it really, really well, is that it's, it's being a husband is a role of service rather than a role of accomplishment or a role of pride it's an area that you know i've had to learn and develop in but my um my goal is to love my wife the way that god loves the church and to serve her um and uh it's it's uh really it can be really challenging at times to put your wants and needs second Mm -hmm. and put your your requirement or your need to serve her first Mm -hmm. and in turn you know she does the same exact thing and so it's a good back and forth um but you know i you know the cliche is that marriage is really hard right that's what everyone says marriage is really really hard and (laughs) and for me and becca it hasn't been um it has its hard points um i think the hard thing about marriage is um is the concept of it and and coming to terms with that um so yeah i totally get that and you know man you were you were you know, I actually, ironically, am, am, I'm reading through the book of Job right now. And mm. uh, it's my first time reading through it. And, um, but this, this, you know, I'm trying to pursue this understanding, better understanding of, of suffering and and why God allows certain things to happen. And, and a lot of, you know, um, the story of Job is, you know, a little bit different. But you know, the idea that, or the, you know, to hear that you're, you're learning, um, a lot about yourself through a lot of the suffering is a really great thing. Um, you know, I'm really encouraged to hear that. I, I have seen you through a lot of different phases over the last couple of years. I've seen you as a husband. I've seen you as someone in, a, you know, sort of the beginning of your marriage sort of crumbling in the middle and, and now to now. And so I've seen a handful of different things. I even saw you before you were married, just barely before you were married. We met yeah. like, like just, just before you got married. Right but. before I got engaged. I engaged think, right? that's what it was yeah. i think uh yeah right before you got engaged um so hmm. yeah so i'm definitely just encouraged to hear you know that, that you're growing in that area because you know um that's a really great thing i think that you know the whole i believe i've only read through the first handful of of chapters in job but the whole message really is that you know job had a lot going for him mm. he was a man of god and he had um, a lot of wealth, um, back then wealth was centered most around livestock, but he had an immense amount of wealth, a healthy family. He was a well-respected man and he was also a man of God and God essentially gave permission to Satan to rip his life apart. And he's a really good example of a man who his life was ripped apart and he still 
um, worshiped God and, and yeah. still, and, and God delivered him from all of that suffering. Uh, I think that, that was sort of the whole point of, of, of Job's experience is that, um, you know, he was tested in a way that, uh, I think a lot of people are in that, you know, to be delivered from a certain situation and still praise God afterward. So I don't know, I guess I'm happy to hear, um, where you're, where you're, where you are now. I'm encouraged to hear that. Um, I'm certainly excited for, for what's next for you. I know you mentioned, you mentioned yeah. earlier that you're, you know, toying around the idea of moving. Um, oh, who, yeah. who hasn't in the, has lived in this area, <laughs> you know, when it's snowing so late new into the spring and, you know, um, you owe it to yourself to travel. Like I think of Tim, like Tim needs to get out. <laughs> I actually, oh, man. it's funny that you talk like, for those of you who don't, I feel like a lot of people you're going to bring on here, not a lot, but I feel like some people you'll bring on here, you're like, they'll talk about like, oh yeah, you know, I know Ben or I know Tim, like Tim's my barber. Like yeah. that's where I get this wonderful cut in yeah. case anyone was wondering, right. shout out to Tim. And if you don't like it, like, I guess I'm knowing he needs to do a better job. <laughs> no, it looks good. Tim, does, Tim does a great job. We talked a little Tim. bit about, he laughs and he said like, one of the first thing you notice about everyone is their hair. So I saw a guy at the mall today that just had like a butchered haircut. And so I really sneakily oh. took a picture of him. And I'm I can meaning to send it to Tim in a little bit and say, hey, what do you think of this this cut? Did uh did Tim share with you um, a story about him cutting a certain man's hair? Probably. And uh, it's a certain man that he... <laughs> I, I won't tell. It's his story to tell. I hope he tells it. But okay. We, we laugh about it every time I come in. He threatened... It was funny. We were doing a youth event. Mm-hmm. And ironically, Greg Sheridan came up with the game. So, you know, inception here going on eventually. But uh, he basically all it was, it was just like a free for all tackle event. Like your goal is just to hurt people. Like you cross, if you cross into someone's <laughs> side, their goal is to tackle you. So you go to their jail and then your team has to come rescue you without getting tackled. Yeah. That's what they're doing in youth group these days. Yeah. This is what they're doing in youth group. Like what is wrong with them? And so I had the wonderful privilege of doing it twice. So there were two slots for junior high because you're not going to have a sixth grader out there against mm-hmm. a senior. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I would pay to see that. To yeah, be honest, right. I think it'd Same. be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I miss like. Did you go to? This is gonna be a stupid question. Did you go to youth group as a kid? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So what was it like? Did you guys have like six to twelve, or was it like split? You know, the way it should be nine. Um, I went to season. I went to a couple different youth groups. There were a couple different nights of the week. One of them was too small. There was only like nine of us in a really small church, and it ranged probably from like sixth grade up to high school and so <laughs> we would we would play we play like minute to win it games from that tv yep. show minute to win it oh yeah and so we'd play all sorts of games like that uh we'd mostly just kind of mess around it was right next to because this church is right next to a liquor store <laughs> so all eight of us youth group yep. kids we all go over to the liquor store um and we'd get uh see they don't really have these places here in California. You can go to like a liquor slash convenience store where they sell oh, all the okay. things that you buy at a gas station, like candy, sodas, yeah. all the things that you love in junior high. But it's a liquor store. But it's a liquor store primarily. Oh. So it's like, no. like Leo's Liquor, I think it was called. But we would go over there and we'd buy like candy and soda. <laughs> and I think that like this guy's like best customers, Leo, if that's the owner, his best customers were like these eight youth group kids every. I think it was Tuesday nights. <laughs> We'd go over and get candy, and then, and uh, I remember on like time. church events, you know, like Thanksgiving church, I'd make him a plate, I'd go bring him a plate of Thanksgiving dinner to Leo. Wow. Anyway, shout out I to like Leo. It. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Leo. Dude, you're the bomb, but, man. Um, yeah, Thanks but so I've candy. yeah I've done the done the uh, 
That's funny. Um, I don't remember how we even got there, but I've done the, done uh, the youth, youth group, group. games. But yeah. So like, yeah. Well, this tackle game. So mm-hmm. Tim was actually on the opposite team of me. Okay. Um, and Tim lay you out? No, okay. I. Uh, <laughs> I neither of us got laid out. But so what happened was I was trying to get into their zone. Okay. To steal a ball, and Tim was in my way, and like I'm looking at Tim, and I know like you know Tim's a little bit bigger than me, like. Yeah. I think you got some weight on him. I might have a little you weight on him. You got some muscle on but him. Like, it'd be a pretty even match. Maybe yeah. he doesn't think so, and if not, I don't want to find out. I'm I not, would love to find out. I'm not a violent guy. That would be a great segment for this podcast is to have... <laughs> An like, arm wrestling match? No, no, no. I want, no, I want, want? each of my podcast guests to, to fight each other. <laughs> Greg like, would win. Greg like, would just win. How, like, he hasn't been on the podcast yet, so he doesn't get to fight. But If, if he does. I've had four. It's, it's a quick tournament, a quick 2v2, one. and the 2v2. champions fight each other. Um, I think so far, probably gonna go with Mervin. Yeah, the Mervin. Amish guy. Yeah, Mervin's gonna win. Mervin, Mervin's <laughs> a stocky dude. He he's an Amish guy, so he's got some like that that farm, muscle. Farm um, muscle, yeah. And uh, I think Mervin cleans up there. <laughs> I think. I think John. Way? John probably gets Second. probably no. John probably comes in last. What? Yeah, sorry, John. I love John, but. John's too nice of a guy. I gotta, I gotta get you to meet John. I love John to death. John is like, oh, I'd like to too nice John. of a guy, um, but also he just wouldn't care enough about the fight itself. He'd probably just like let it all go down and be done with it. I gotta say, if we're gonna fight, I want him to wear the robe. Yeah, <laughs> that you talked about. I, I'm not. I'm trying to. I gotta be polite, but like that's what I want. I want to see him in the robe, and I want I'll, like I'll I want him. Mervin in like full Amish attire. Like he has how Amish fun- for a long time. But how, yeah, but how funny would that be if he like. Like dressed up full Amish and just like beat the crap out of Tim or I in a fight. Like, that's my, just that's just pure comedy right there. To have my podcast me. guests <laughs> battle each other in a Royal Rumble style um, would that's, be that's views. That would be we just the, came the a good peak. idea. I couldn't. I don't think I'd record another episode. I'll probably just end it there. It'll never uh, happen, unfortunately. Let's, let's just say Tim and I's first exchange. So I just kind of charged him. Right. And the way. So, like, I just fully just ran... Like, even though I'm not tackling him, I didn't want to get tackled, so I just rammed him. And I guess my elbow went straight into his sternum, and, like, now he couldn't breathe, he said, for, like, 15 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I won. He didn't tackle me. I got a ball, and I ran away. All right, so I and, guess you know who would win that. So if it was no, no. Mervin style, John Mervin. Mervin crushes John. <laughs> and then Tim and you... I have to fight Mervin. I, I think, I think you beat Tim. Oh, um, no. And then it's you and Mervin. Oh, and Mervin Stoltzfus, my guy. Shout out to Mervin. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to this, I love that guy. I think oh, I think he tortures you. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, but yeah Tim you get, told I me. Mean, you, get, you get the silver medal. I like, yeah, and Tim told me he would, uh, he's going to botch my haircut for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you Let's go. Let's just say there's a funny story. You'll have to ask him off the air here about okay. him and his haircutting routines. I won't spoil his secrets. All right, I will. Gosh, how did we get to Tim? I we went all over the place, but we should probably wrap this thing up. Yeah, going for no a while. doubt about but, it. But um, Ben, thanks so much for being on. Thanks for being my friend. Thanks for everything you yeah. do. Mm-hmm. You've you've been through um, a lot in the last year. I I sympathize and I empathize with you for that. But I'm also mm-hmm. just you know from a not from a higher level, but just from a brother. I'm proud of you. I'm excited mm-hmm. for you. You have a lot going for you. You're a very talented, lovable person, mm-hmm. and I'm um, excited to see what God does in your life next. Appreciate but, that, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, we're going to give that a wrap. Episode 5, I think this will be. Episode 6. This will be six. episode 6. Um, um, but uh, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it.
Bye, guys.